0: you
1: First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. <laughs>
2: What's going on, Nathan? Back with another video presentation. Yes, I know it's a late stream, late video. Um, Kind of a a hectic busy day. I was supposed to go earlier, but some things happened. So I do apologize. Uh, Hope everyone had a great Taco Tuesday. Um, It is one o'clock in the morning where I am at. It's Wednesday as of right now. Um, I know I need to get to bed soon, but I wanted to get this out. To y'all as soon as possible. I got some things coming up. Got a couple announcements um, before we get into the video. Uh, episode 12 went up last night. I have to give a special uh, shout out to, excuse me, Nick Rosario from Let's Talk Football, one third of the roundtable, joined me in a good episode. Um, got to bring him back on probably sometime Friday. Um, looking at probably the weekend. We break down the playoffs. Um gonna tonight talk about the Los Angeles, Chargers, excuse me, versus the Raiders. Monday night football recap. Uh the Seahawks versus the Rams preview for this Thursday. They start week five. We're already five, gonna be five weeks in the NFL already, ladies and gentlemen. Um then we're gonna talk about the Boston Red Sox versus the New York Yankees. As the Yankees were eliminated. Then we're going to the round three, uh, of the playoffs previews for each of the four mini teams: Mercury Va- uh, Aces, uh, Mercury the Aces, Storm I mean, Sky, and Sun. So, and then to close out the podcast, um, some things happened today. Late last night, uh, as of now, there's some things that are going on with the Atlanta Dream, and gotta talk about it. So. Let's get into it. So the Los Angeles Chargers went into Las Vegas. Um, Final score, 28-14. You know, it it was a big win. I, I don't think the Raiders are frauds. Uh, Justin, Justin Herbert threw three touchdowns. Um, the one that I liked about Diego I keep I want to say San Diego, I got to get used to them in the Los Angeles. Uh, the Chargers came out ready in this game. I, I'm looking at Ken Allen and, and Mike Yard and Mike Williams. Uh, they were quiet. They only had a combined, I want to say it was 47 yards. Um, Eckler is definitely a playmaker. Um, you know, Hunter, he had like I think it's like a, I know it's like well over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Stanley Brandon Stanley, in that defense can't can't sneeze at that defense. Um, Las Vegas offensively had no answers, uh, uh, including to the third quarter you know, tight coverage on the outside. I noticed that throughout the, throughout the first half, particularly in the first half, um, you know, I, I think with, with Oakland, I, I just think, you know, they got, they, they've been a little too cute. You know, I think they thought they could come back in the second half with the heroics. I mean, offensively, they couldn't get anything going the fr- in that, 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 that first half, first half. Um, Josh Jacobs leading your pass attack. How do you do that? How do you do that? What the hell is going on?
3: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Nothing against Josh Jacobs, but for him to be leading your pass attack, uh, that that, that didn't – that shouldn't happen. Um, The running game – was virtually non-existent besides Darren Waller. How do you do that? Besides Darren Waller, nobody else, offensively to me, stepped up. How do you do that? How do you do that? What the hell is going on?
3: Mm -hmm. Oh my God.
2: Um. I'm looking at their defense. I mean, again, Max Crosby and and that that front that front four. They did there's some keys there's some key defensive plays, but they had no answers offensively for San, defensively for San Diego. Um, I'm disappointed. I, I don't think they're frauds. I, I think that there should have been a little bit more. Calming them down, giving them confidence on the, from Oakland's standpoint. I mean, Las Vegas' standpoint. Excuse me. Um, yeah, but I mean, offensively, that that just that was really disappointing for for me, uh, Oakland. Because I I think Oakland has surprised a lot of teams this year. Um, can't take away from what they've done. You know, they beat us in overtime. Well, and it was a well fought and it was a well deserved win for them. Um, just, you know, they gotta, they gotta just hit the reef re- the refresh button. I know that they've hosted the bears this upcoming Sunday and the Chargers they gotta go up against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, no, excuse me. The Cleveland Browns, excuse me, uh, who, who demolished the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, I, those should be good games. um, but that Darren Waller, Darren Waller, and Derek Carr connection is 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 nothing that is is key. But offensively, they they it, it guys got to step it up. They got to step it up. So this this Thursday should be an interesting game. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo will probably will not will most likely not play. So. This is going to be Trey Lance's moment. Um, No, excuse me. Why am I talking about the 49ers? I apologize. The Rams are coming off a loss against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think the key this time for Los Angeles, they got to do, for for Los Angeles, offensively, they got to help their defense out time of possession i've noticed this hurts the rams if defensively if los angeles cannot contain russell wilson russell wilson is going to have a field house the offense has to step it up i mean the way they showed up against Arizona offensively, Cooper Cup, I understand is the number one the right receiver. But you've gotta be, you got to be, you've got to spread the ball out more. You know, when I look at Los Angeles. On paper, they should win this game. I mean, it's a divisional opponent. Seattle's looking for payback after losing the wild card last year at home. But I think that's the key. If they can do that, they'll be okay. I... I can't, I just, I can't see Los Angeles coming out like that. I I can't, I I mean, I just, I I can't see Los Angeles making the mistakes again. I can't, you know, I'm looking at Matthew Stafford. Again, I understand, you know, his, he was in Detroit. He's a gunslinger. You know he in Cooper Cup's no more one no more targets. I stated he leads the league in touchdowns with five. He's been targeted ten times in all, and so far the games they've played, especially when they played the Bears and the Colts. Again, I'm looking at DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They got to make plays. For Russell Wilson, if they make plays on that defense, it's it's going to be an interesting game. But I'm going to give the upset here. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, as I didn't have the banner up. I apologize. I'm going to have the Seattle Seahawks win 31-27.
0: Guaranteed.
2: So those are the keys I think that Los Angeles and Seattle have to do. And these are the key things we're we'll be looking for. Those are the things we're we'll gonna be looking for. Um moving on, I wanted to revisit uh, a topic I went, I talked about yesterday uh, regarding what happened with the, uh, with the Baltimore Ravens versus the Denver Broncos. And at the end of the game, uh Vic Fangio uh, made some made some comments. That I thought were flat out. Um, and I, I think flat out BS. Um very, very emotionally pissed because they lost a game and his starting quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater's out with a concussion. But I, I I want I, I want you guys to understand this, and and I, I had to do some research because Nathan, you know, when he said in my thirty-seven years of coaching, I never seen anything like this. So I had to do my research, and I said to myself, Nathan, you know, look up some games with the Denver Broncos, and and there's some other couple that, you know throwbacks. So I, I pulled up. I have two clips for y'all. Okay. So as you can see here, this was the last three seconds of the game. Now, the Ravens have tied the record for running the ball hundred yards or more with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers back in starting, starting in 1974 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, that record hasn't been touched in over 50 years. So from 2018 till now guys that have been a part of that running game have made history now as you can see here there's there's no trickery now I'm not going to play this because I don't want to get a copyright claim from the NFL but the the last 10 seconds 16 seconds now listen you're down 16 points nobody's talking about well people are talking about it but at first Everybody ignored the fact that Vic Fangio called timeouts. He had three times. I mean, I think mean, he had three times, two, three timeouts, and, and garbage time tried to throw a touchdown. Now remember, this is now, I'm gonna play the video, but this is what he said. So, I have an issue with that because let me let me show you again because I again I had to do my research. Now he's now remember what he said in his thirty seven years of coaching. He's never seen anything like this. He said he's never seen anything like this. So let me show you a couple things. <clears throat> Clip number one. This was Tom Brady against the Minnesota Vikings a few years ago. Tom Brady in this game has surpassed a thousand career rushing yards, which took him well over 10 years to accomplish. Now, Lamar Jackson did it within one season, but that's neither here nor there. But Vic Vangel said he's never seen anything like this in his 37 years of coaching, right? So what do you call this?
1: Coming off a turnover-free game against the Green Bay Packers, a game they really needed. A couple of turnovers here tonight by coming off a turnover-free game against the Green Bay Packers, a game they really needed. A couple of turnovers here tonight by... Now...
2: Who came out when that video, when, when that happened? What did they say about Tom Brady? They called it a milestone. What I find weird is, is that when you look at, see, there's no trickery. Look, they they are in victory formation. Look at. Baltimore Ravens. There's no trickery. They're showing they're gonna run a play. I I mean, look at the linebacker, look at the corner, look at the safeties. What there's no trickery now, because Mr. Vangio again said he never seen anything like this in his 37 years, right? I had to do some research. Take a look at this BS. Now, this was last year. The Miami Dolphins. Against. Defense who? The Denver Broncos. Now, he said in his 37 years, he's never seen that happen. Right? What do you call this? Defense of the Broncos. Now, mind you, look. Four seconds left on the clock. It's a fourth and 14 You're up seven.
1: Back the 223 yards of total offense. And the clock hits zeroes. Patrick's got the ball. Xavier Howard is down there, makes the tackle at the 23. This baby's over. And the Denver Broncos have stopped the Miami Dolphins' five-game winning streak. And Denver is won for the first time in three weeks. They go to four and six. Now, did you hear that? Now, at that time, Miami was on a
2: five game win streak. So, you mean to tell me, in your 37 years of coaching, you mean to tell me you didn't come up with this? Well, throw the ball. So, let's run a play so they don't get the ball back. Because we're going to snap Denver this winning streak with stop
1: The Miami Dolphins' five game winning streak. And Denver has won for the first time in three weeks. They go to four and six. Miami goes to six and four. And the heavily talked about second-year quarterback, Drew Locke, comes up with a win. Now, what am I saying?
2: I'm saying that there is hypocrisy. Bullshit. With Mr. Mafangio's argument, because, again, he said in his 37 years of coaching, he's never seen anything like that. You know what it really comes down to, ladies and gentlemen? He was upset that they lost. If it bothered you so much, coach, why didn't you do something the first 59 minutes of the football game? Don't cry wolf. When your team lost last time I checked, you guys get paid. You're professional football players. We play when the whistle starts to when the when the game clock starts, when the game clock ends. That's football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Now, do I uh, again? Nobody cares about your feelings. If it bothers you so much, then you should have really stopped them. Because again... seconds left. Why didn't you throw the white flag by taking the knee? Sure, they're not get the ball back and we're going to snap this streak. He also said in that that little spiel, player safety. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't think you could have put your players at risk at risk, coach, by with a meaningless garbage drive. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Relationship with
3: your oh, children. my God.
2: You don't think you could have put your players at risk for her, for injury? Your starting quarterback went down with a concussion. You could have went out this smart round and said, you know what, they're not going to get the ball back. We snapped their streak. Let's take the knee and go in the locker room and take our loss. Let me show you what Mr. John Harbaugh had to say. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is what a Hall of Fame coach does. I like I like the fact that he took responsibility and is taking no names. And he's and he doesn't care what Vic Vangio or those think. There's a sick. You're down 16 points and you're going to try to throw the ball with 10 seconds left, where somebody could have gotten hurt. And oh, by the way, your, your starting quarterback, Drew Luck, threw an interception.
4: Yeah, before time mean- you? I mean, I thought we were on good terms. We had a nice chat before the game. Uh, known each other for a long time, but I promise you, I'm not going to give that insult one second thought. That's uh, what's meaningful. What's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them. Their concerns are definitely not our concerns. And uh, you know, we didn't expect to get the ball back. You know, but I'd already decided. We decided that if we got the ball back, we were going to try to get the yards. And we got it back with three seconds left. So throwing the ball in the end zone 10 seconds left i don't know that there's a 16-point touchdown that's going to be possible right there so you know that didn't have anything to do with winning the game so like i said what's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them and we're not going to concern ourselves with that but that kind of surprise you though based on the family history your family has with them i don't yeah it doesn't i never i'm not thinking about
2: it it doesn't matter to me see that that's what that's what a, that's what i love about john harbaugh hall of fame future hall of fame coach he said that he said, look, we're gonna get the ball back, we're gonna try and go for it. Now, if you now I, I, granted, there are unwritten rules. Now, if you're up like 20, 30 points and you're gonna show me up, that's different. But again, if Va, Vangio, because he was part of this organization for a, a few years, I think that I think these those comments were very ignorant of him to, to make. I mean, again, if it bothers you so much, I don't know if you're trying to instill motivation, toughness into these guys. And I, I saw the press conference with Von Miller. We'll, we'll probably see y'all again. Ooh, I'm shaking. But 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 Vic Manion's not taking L on that one. But I say all that to say this. Notice how the media didn't talk about how Lamar Jackson has now thrown for another 300 yards, 22 of 36 passes. The media didn't talk about that. What they talked about was the last three seconds of that play. Didn't talk about Lamar Jackson and how he has gotten better at throwing the football. Instead, found ways to undercut Lamar and bring that up. Trust your eyes. My eyes don't lie. What I see and what I saw in that game. Listen, when the first whistle start, we go from the kickoff, and when the fourth quarter reaches zero, that's when the game ends. Because I mean, the sportsmanship exists. Yes, it does. But sportsmanship today? <laughs> Are you serious? Get out of here! Bullshit. Bullshit. All right. Where do I want to go next? Let's go to the Boston Red Sox versus those New York Yankees. <sighs> wow. Um, final score was 6-2. Uh, I, I let me just say this. I I really thought in the first inning, Mike Giancarlo stat. I thought that was a home run, but I forgot the radio. Hold on, one my, of my one of my, home, one of my friends sent me the name. Real quick, hold on. John Sterling. Um, he he really had me hyped because the, the way he had he had the home run shot and everything, and. I didn't like the fact he didn't hustle out the box. I didn't like that. Um Garrett Cole, he did okay. Um, but he walked Rafael Devers in the first, in the bottom of the first, and then Xavier Bogarts had a two run hit a home run. Um I mean they pounded Garrett Cole early. I mean, Kevin uh, Powatsky hit a double, and Schorber had a had a had a Hit, hit a home run. Um up a single to Hernandez and then walked Rafael Devers. Um he didn't even last. Why he took why Aaron Boone took him out, I I don't under I don't know why. I would have given him like another inning. I'd at least get him to a fleece four. But I, I I may I understand it. Um he allowed three earned runs I'm having my notes three earned runs on four hits. Shrugged out three walk two. I mean his command was definitely Definitely off tonight. Um, uh, Nathan Adolvey uh made, made all the Nathan's proud today. The last time that he saw they face the Yankees was on the twenty fourth. And um, they, they 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 uh <laughs> they, they 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 had they went the town on him. They gave he, I think he gave up like seven runs in that game and just lasted only two innings. Uh but he lasted five innings, allowed two hits and struck out seven. Um he put Odor in for Velasquez in the sixth inning. I think at that point, I think Aaron Boone was starting to look for offense because offense offense definitely just wasn't going – was just not um, producing. Anthony Rizzo hit a home run, and they were down two. Mike Stanton hits a, a, a crushing double. But Aaron Judge is caught as is out of home plate. Um then they brought in Severino in the fifth. He did actually pretty well. But then he walked Bogarts and then gave up a double to Verdugo. And then they come the seventh inning. That was it. Um I think his name was Jonathan. Losega, he walked two, and then Chad Green came in there and he walked, and the bases were loaded, and then Rodriguez hit a single, and that was six to one, and then, I mean, to just make, I mean, Max Stan hit, Jane Carlo hit a home run in the in the ninth, but it was a wrap. So I mean, there's some questions. I think the Yankees have to say have have they got they have. Um, I got the prediction right. I did. They said that the Boston Red Sox were gonna win. I said it last night.
0: Guaranteed.
2: Um, so I got that right. Um, I just think New York, they need a couple, they need a couple bats, but I think the Aaron Boone era in New York may be finished, might be done, and I think Brian Cashman may be done in New York as well, because uh, they're not producing results. Um, on, on paper, this team should be uh, this this team should should have been the best team in the American League East. Everyone said World Series contender, and I I didn't see it. Um, I mean, you can you can try to get all the, the the sexy pieces that you you can get, but when the pieces aren't gelling, I mean, when your manager is looking for offense and late in, in the middle in the middle innings, and you guys aren't producing, that's a problem. So I feel like Aaron Boone has taken this team as far as it can, but I think he's a guy that's going to take them further than where they're at, in my personal opinion. So um, around the MLB, I guess to my thoughts and prayers to the family of Eddie Robinson. He was the oldest living major league baseball player. He died at the age of 100. Um, he began his career. I actually did my research here. He started in 1942 with the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Indians and then went to become a GM for the Atlanta Braves and the Texas Rangers. Um, he did not play in the 1943-1945 ni- to 1945 season because he served in our military and then returned back in 1946. And from 1949 to 1953, he was one of the best hitters in the game. He had a slashing line of 282, 370, 456, Line with 112 home runs. Uh, in 1956, he's with the White Sox. He hit 29 home runs, earned MVP votes. He went to the All Star. He was a four time All Star World Series champion with the Indians. Um, also with the Yankees in 1955. He finished his career with a line of 268, 353, and 440 hitter with 172 home runs. In 13 years, so um, again, this want to send my thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, 100. Yeah, I wish I, I pray to live to live that long. Um, wow, that's that's amazing. But rest in peace, Eddie Robinson. Um, game two, wild card, National League. We got the we got those St. Louis Cardinals versus those Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, So I had to look at it. I'm looking at this, and Adam Rainwright will get the start. He'll get the nod. Uh, Clayton Kershaw probably will not be – he'll probably not play on this postseason. And Max Muncie also, too, suffered an injury Sunday. So we'll see um, what the status will be for them. Um, But Adam Rainwright, you know, this year – um looked pretty good he was he you know since the since July he was what 10-1 with the era of two um the slug, the the OPS was like 0.571 something like that um I think we're at a rain rate. He has to keep them off the scoreboard. If he can make them, or if he he's, he's got to make them work for sure. Um, I'm looking at the the outfield, Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson. I mean, since they've been up and up here, up there in St. Louis, they had a tear. Actually, Tyler O'Neill just actually got his September um player. Uh, player of the Month. He's like a 99 overall. He's like, wow. Um, you know, not only offensively, because I looked this up, they're batting off to combine three, three 388, 426, and an 818. That's since September. Defensively, they're looking really good, too. Um, I think it starts with them. You want to know what Yardim Million is going to bring to the table? uh he's no he he's been in moments like this i'm looking at the dodgers um cody uh, bellinger, bellinger rookie of the year mvp
3: relationship
2: with oh children. my god where are you You know, I, I don't know what 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 is going on with him. Um even defensively, he's not been looking good. He started to look like Chris I hate this I hate to say this name, but he's starting to look like Chris Davis.
3: Relationship with your oh children. my god.
2: He 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 really is. I I mean The last five games, he was 4 12. I don't even see him in the lineup. Max Sertzer um, is no no joke. He's going to have to contain them. He cannot allow any offense. He'll have to, like we did in 2019, where he tossed seven innings and only allowed one hit um max search has been these kind of moments i i feel like trey turner is another guy um i don't know what this means for Corey seager i feel like they, he's i i, I want to see him stay but we'll see how it looks i mean he definitely trey turner led the the nl in batting 328 Total bases three hundred and nineteen, stolen bases thirty two, and he also had one hundred and ninety five hits. I mean, again, I, I I'm looking at St. Louis that 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 the way the, the just the tear they've been on winning seventeen straight. I mean, without Max Muncy, and I don't know if Cody's going to start. Dave Roberts has to make some adjustments. You know, I I know that he's definitely going to have – I don't know where they're going to put with um, St. Louis. I I think Paul DeJong should start over Edmond Sosa. Um, You all know the the ground ball pitcher that Adam Rainwright is. Um, But I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals final score. 5-2. 5-2.
0: Guaranteed.
2: So uh, I, I can't wait to see that tomorrow night. It comes on eight, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on, on Espen. So um, real quick, we're transitioning to basketball uh, around the NBA. couple things. Uh, so the Brooklyn Nets are not really sure with Kyrie, uh, what's been going on. Um, they're prepared to move on without him in terms of the season. Because, um, you know, they don't know where his status is with the whole vaccination thing. Um Pal Gasol is calling it a career. Um, two-time champion with the Los Angeles Lakers. I think one of the best forwards in the game. Uh, I, I future Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, I wish Powell all nothing but the best future endeavors, um, great career kind of sometimes wish she would play for the Wizards, but that's okay. Um, So congratulations, pal, congratulations. Good WNBA playoff preview, got a couple games. I don't know why it says ace, aces, let me fix that. Let's start with the Phoenix Mercury versus those Las Vegas aces. Big game, must win right here, Uh, game four. um, The Aces lost last game 87 to 60. I talked about how as a cohesive unit they shot 31% from the field and only two of 14 shots from the three. Um, Even from the free throw line, they shot under 75%. Uh, They were out-rebounded. I really think the biggest thing I'm looking at Asia Wilson had 8 points she played 30 minutes 8.6 rebounds 14% from the field 1 assist Chelsea Gray is another one I don't know where she was at 27 minutes and only played and had four rebounds. She shot twenty-two percent from the field. So, uh, again, I'm I'm looking at Bill Laimbeer has to make the adjustments. You know, when I look at Las Vegas defensively, you know, they I, I looked this stat up. They're pulling in about 39 rebounds a game, and they have over s- almost to 670 assists. They're shooting 37 and a half per- 37 and a half percent from three. Offensively, they are a juggernaut team. They average about 90 points. But when you look at game three, Phoenix had 45 total rebounds defensively, 13 of them. That's 58 if you do the math. They made Las Vegas turn the ball over 12 times. The Aces gave up 16 fouls. They have to be better with... Offensively, I, I don't. I don't care if you got to put Asia in the post. I don't care. You, you, listen, we need to see Liz Cambage in the post. Offensive, they got to shoot the ball better. Phoenix. The key again is, is Brittany Grinder, Donna Taurasi, and, and, and Skylar Diggins, the big three. Yeah, I, I mean. Okay, she had five points, but she's got to pick it up. She's got – I mean, every great player is going to play better. Brianna Taylor – excuse me, Brianna Turner, excuse me, defensively looked really good. She had 23 points and 17 rebounds. Offensively, Phoenix is, has to just continue to execute what they're doing. And Las Vegas has to make the adjustments. I pray you should have Asia Wilson start at the five, play small. Have Asia Wilson at the five, Kia Stokes at the four, and take it from there. But Bill, it starts with Bill Ambeer. He has to make the adjustments. If he's not making the adjustments, this series is a wrap. is what best of five. Just make sure I have that right. No, I'm sorry, it's best of four. So whoever wins wins the series. So I don't know. So, I mean, those are the things I think they have to do. If they can do that... I'm sorry, it is a best of five. What am I talking about? I apologize. Because whoever wins this next game, it changes the whole complex of the series. Offensively and defensively, Las Vegas has to, has to get better. But Phoenix has to be more aggressive. Now, I'm going to give... In this game, I'm going to give Las Vegas the edge. I'm going to give Las Vegas this win. Because I, I, I can't. I, they can't come out the way they did last night. That can't happen. But I'm going to give the Las Vegas Aces the win on this one.
0: Guaranteed.
2: Chicago Sky versus the Connecticut Sun. Chicago, you know, what, what's really been interesting about Connecticut. They're, 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 they have the game in their grasp and, and they've let it get away. You know, the final score was 86-83. You know, they shot 48.5% from the field. Um, they I feel like Connecticut is doing all the right things besides of a few mistakes, and, and again, you know, John Quill Jones, again, God has got to give me more than 10 points. I mean, yeah, she gave me 10 rebounds, but offense, you got you to gotta give me offense with some more anti. I'm not saying i got going to give me 40, but I feel like it's the physicality that's making her play a little different. Um, Brienne January has definitely been has definitely been key. Um, besides that layup, which it happens, it's, it, it, it again. Um, I, I I still I when, I when I look at when I looked at it again, I was I still I can't believe she missed it, but I, it's it happens. And, and I she won will, she will, she will not make that mistake again I guarantee it hold on
0: Guaranteed.
2: okay now Chicago I've talked about their pace I've talked about offensively tra- on transition tra- the transition their transition offense is something else Khalia copper is, is is no joke. And she, she's, she's for real, um, Vandersloot, They're definitely, they're, I mean, they're just. It's not mismatches. It's, it's just hard to keep up with them. When you let Chicago get hot early and you're not respond and, and you're not playing at your own, you know, you, you got to respond early in Chicago. I think that's the key. Um, You know, the, the the I mean, I think the holding the, the, the ball more is key for Connecticut. They gotta hold the ball more. Um and you, you got and defensively, you gotta win that battle early. They got out rebounded um by Chicago. I mean, Azora Stevens was a good example uh where she let me look at the numbers. Oh. No. Why didn't I have it on my notes? Wow, okay, I accidentally did it. Shit. Okay, let's do this. Okay, where she had fifteen points, eleven rebounds. Those, those, those that's key. You can if, if you win the rebounding matchup. against Chicago. I think you have. I, I think you can get them. Um, Connecticut's got to cut down on the fouls. Um, that's key. Connecticut can do that. I think Connecticut can win. I'm still, I still am holding. I still think the Connecticut center is going to win. They're going to win this series and they're going to be, be, they're going to see Phoenix in the championship. I do. Um, I just think again, they, they cannot make little mistakes, the little mistakes, you know, cost them. And, you know, Yeah, I mean, you got to contain Chicago's offense, and you got to control the boards. If you can do that against Connecticut, against Chicago, you've won the you've won the, you've won the you've won the game. So I'm gonna give Chicago. I'm gonna give excuse me Connecticut the, the edge. I'm gonna give them the win in tomorrow's game as well.
0: Guaranteed!
2: All right. Last topic of the night. Um, time to get serious. So. Yesterday I in episode in that episode finished the topic off of Courtney Williams. Courtney Williams Okay, I've got Uh posted a video and anyone has seen the video of Her, her girlfriend, Crystal Bradford, in a fight outside of a club. You know, we had a YouTuber uh, pretty much go get very personal to the point where he's saying, I didn't say this, he said it, I'm not saying who the person's name is and I Thought the comments were flat out ignorant, I thought they were out of bounds. You know, he had he went along the lines of saying it was ghetto project EBT, I mean, flat out ignorant. Um, and then made another video practically defending his comments. Um, having nothing saying he said he felt like he said nothing wrong and not looking at it from a basketball standpoint, ladies and gentlemen. When I talk topics like this, I look at it from a basketball standpoint and in a, a never personal because we all can learn and grow from the stakes. The biggest point I'm trying to make and get everyone to understand is that there needs to be accountability and we have to take responsibility for our actions and the choices that we make and we have to think about the consequences. Did Courtney Williams think through with her with her with her decision making to post this video on social media? You she not think of the consequences? Because as of today, as of one fifty four, I didn't tweet this. This was the Atlanta Dream, according to Howard Megdal. The Atlanta Dream have informed both Crystal, Crystal Bradford and Courtney Williams that they will not be resigned under any circumstances. This is what they told the next hoops. Now. I'm not surprised. Because. You're already dealing with enough. As a as a team. You have five players as of next year that are under contract. Well, excuse me, four, I took it back. Aaron McDonald, Asterix next to Kennedy Carter, Cheyenne Parker and Tiana Hawkins. Now I don't know where they'll be at in the lottery They'll probably get like the third or the third pick. But now, look, look at what your choice is, your cho- the choice you made. Look what it's done. It's now affected you to the point where the team said we're not going to resign you because of this incident. Now, I don't appreciate. Now, I have some comments regarding the part owner of the Atlanta Dream. This is Renee Montgomery. This is her tweet. This was to the, as of yesterday. This was yesterday morning. Listen, I've read the tweets and I appreciate y'all's concerns for the dream players. As a franchise, we have to take the good with the bad. It's part of the game. I look forward to getting this much national and local local media, I mean local, national local coverage when good things happen. Hashtag welcome newbies. Let me read that again. Particularly the last part. I look forward to getting this much national and local coverage when good things happen. Question. As as a franchise, because Kennedy Carter was the fifth overall pick last year. Did you take the good with the bad? Particularly what whatever went down in that locker room between her and alleged, uh, was an alleged fight with allegedly a fight with Courtney Williams? Did you take the good and the bad with that? Did you also take the good with the bad that? all players that's on this roster need to be held with the same standards without favoritism again i want you to get understand where i'm coming from look at the common denominator look at this how the situation is happening forward now to the point where the agent that represents courtney williams And crystal bradford said the dream were aware of this incident oh so now the ship is starting to list on starboard and port side now so you knew about this as an organization but you sat back and did nothing meanwhile you held katie carter damn near pretty practically hostage treated her like put her in the corner with the hat on and like sending time out over something that could have easily been handled with a players only meeting. Bullshit that makes absolutely no sense. This is exactly what I'm talking about in terms of leadership and accountability. You're not getting that. What you're getting is this getting swept under the rug. That's what you're getting.
3: With your oh, children. my God.
2: Instead of as a part owner taking leadership and saying, look, we see this. We're handling this and we're going to hold everybody accountable, help each and every person learn and grow from the mistake. I feel bad for Crystal Bradford because actually she actually had a pretty decent, good little season. Now, this could hurt her in free agency, particularly with her money. This this could hurt. Now, when I look at, for example, because, again, I, I want you guys to understand where I'm going with this. When I say accountability, particularly, again, I'll go back to the situation with, with, with Courtney posting on social media. My The million-dollar question is, why would you do that? Just like I said in Yesterday's video, well, actually, Monday's video, excuse me, because it's Wednesday, excuse me. I apologize. We have to be smarter. When you're out in public, particularly when you're a hot when you're high class and, and you're in this as a celebrity celebrity, you gotta think and you gotta move differently. Sometimes you gotta put your pride to the side. Was it worth starting a fight? over about whatever getting it into the club where you could have cut your losses and just said, okay, let's just go find another club. Because I just I just don't understand where we just don't... Life is too damn short for BS to for stuff like this to happen. Because now look, if you're talking, if you're talking about you put food in your family's table, people feed off you. Your money now could be, could be affected because of why? Because of, of a decision that you chose to make. You chose to put this video out here and then according to the agent, and we'll play that video in a little bit. You were aware of it and you felt like, well, they ain't saying nothing. So, so why should I feel like I, I why, why should I? Be worried about worried, worried like that. Are you serious? Whereas you could, one of y'all could have gotten hurt. Charges could have been pressed. You have to think, you have to think smarter when you're out here, because again, these people have these, everybody's a TMZ. Everybody's a shade room. What you post on social media, it's out there. And on top of that, again, do the Atlanta Dream need this kind of BS right now? No, they don't. It's bad enough when you've got, again, you've got that click. Because apparently, it looks like well, it seems like there's this. Well, we know Candy was was leading scorer last year, but when you're saying we need to respect our vets, we can do this, we can do that. There seems like there's a lack of coaching, there's a lack of leadership, and a lack of just team overall morale. Let me play a clip from the Hall of Famer, Chuck
1: Barker. Everybody got to play and everybody got to go That's to what work. we've been talking about yeah. pretty much all year. Guys, I never understand play. why Why it has to
4: be somebody's
1: team. Well, first of all, it is somebody's team. But being number two ain't bad. Like, you, it ain't like you're number two to, I don't want to call any players out. It ain't like you you Scotty
0: you You're Scottie Pippen. Hey, yeah, like like you're,
1: oh, wait. Uh, Scotty Pippen was a hell of a player. Ain't no shame in being number two to Michael Jordan. Ken McHale's the best player I ever played against. He's number two to Larry Burris. Thank you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, it, it just amazes me at times how these guys, like, they worry about their brand, who's going to get the max. I'm like, yo, man. We out here to win. Uh, and, and it's frustrating watching some of this crap I had to deal with today, Ernie. 67 60.
2: <laughs> You know, I, I just don't understand. Sometimes, again, if – okay, this is what I'm talking about. There was opportunities this season to become leaders. I didn't see that. What I saw was I saw a lot of alpha dogs. I saw a lot of – there's just too many alpha dogs in Atlanta. Because, again, this this is just a tip of the iceberg. When Nikki Cohen leaves two weeks before the season starts, that's weird to me. Mike Peterson steps down before All-Star break due to health reasons. That's weird. Then they fire their GM. That's weird to me as well. And then the situation with Kennedy. Now, question. Because Renee, again, said, and her, I didn't say this. But we, as a franchise, we have to take the good with the bad. It's part of the game. So at any point during the season, because this obviously happened during the season, was there any plans of Kennedy Carter coming off suspension? Was there any type of accountability that you planned on giving especially with that fight leaking out in the middle of the season. Now I'm not going to get into the whole aspect of, well, we're in the midst of a pandemic and all that other stuff. That's it is what it is. It happened. It happened. We're not going to talk about that. What we're going to, what we're talking about, what, what we're going to talk about is, is that we got to be held account. We got to be, we got to hold others accountable. And I think with Renee's response, this is exactly what I'm talking about. There's just no accountability and no leadership. Basically, just just saying. It happened. Let's move on from it. It's been a. It's been a mess all season, and it just seems like it, it, to me it is just. It's like it, it, we're just in a we're in a rabbit hole, and. Just We're going down this ramp, and we're seeing a lot of stuff. Like, question. Alex Bentley and Corley Williams had some altercation in Connecticut. I think ever since that incident, and I could be wrong. Again, I, I like to do my fact checking. Alex Bentley hasn't been with the WNBA team since then. I don't think. The last team she was on, I'm tell you, she was with Las Vegas Aces, but she was waived. So this is an all-star, all-rookie team, hasn't been on the, on the WNBA roster. There's an altercation that happened in Connecticut, and obviously they sided with you and cut her loose. I I, I just don't understand when do we start looking at stuff face value and just hold those accountable? we not—I understand the whole premise. They, the the, the 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 girl in the red didn't was not having them trying to cut and, and was looking to start a fight. When you're getting jumped, and you about to be jumped, or you are about to get, or someone disrespects you, you got to defend yourself. I'm all for that. We understand that. But again, you're out in public. You not only represent your brand, you represent the WBA and the Atlanta Dream. That's it. Got to be smarter with choices. We can all, I'm sure that they're going to learn and grow from this. I'm pretty sure they are. They're not bad people, ladies and gentlemen, because we all made mistakes. But this is, but this, this was, this was bad. This was a wildfire. This was really, really hard. I mean, you, you can't defend this. Now. while I also want to show you what was said by Crystal Bradford on Twitter because I can see if Kalani Brown made these tweets If this was Kalani Brown, I could understand this. But if anything, I'd be more pissed because did we get an okay for that to be leaked on the internet? I just, Atlanta's got a clean house. I'm, I'm top to bottom. I I, I, I don't, I mean, we, again, we could all learn and grow from this situation, but at the end of the day, this was ugly. I'm pretty sure they were not expecting to get that call. Like, yo, like, because of what y'all did, we ain't resigning signing y'all. But you know what? Let me play the video. And I got to give a shot to Christina Williams. You know, again, Black Girl Magic um was on it like this um so they're represented by marcus crenshaw and this is his response and we're going to play it
5: williams i'm here speaking with the the fam sports agency ceo marcus crenshaw who represents both courtney williams and crystal bradford and we are talking about the video that has went viral 24, 48 hours um, and he's breaking down what happened. He has confirmed that the team actually knew about the
4: incident five months
5: ago. Um, that's that, yeah, and, and
4: that's what I was told today, which I didn't even have, I didn't even know about a lot of this stuff. And I was told that the team knew about that today. And I'm because cause I'm an I'm a agent man, I'm gonna stand up for my player. Now I understand where they're wrong, where I feel like I spoke to court. She knows like damn bro, like, the team didn't even do anything, so I didn't even think it was a brawl. We got out of it. Nothing happened. If the right. team didn't do anything, she was like, "Oh man, I, I don't think this YouTube video was going to do anything." She didn't maliciously put that out there because she was trying to ruin her reputation or the dream or whatever. She was simply being a YouTuber, and she don't, she's not happy that she did it, but that's kind of what YouTubers do—is they talk about situations that occur. Hold on, wait a minute, timeout.
2: Right. Right. So that's time out. <laughs> let, 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 let me hear it again.
4: Where she, nothing happened. Spoke to court. She knows, like, damn, bro, like the team didn't even do anything. So I didn't even think I was a broad. We got it. Nothing happened. If the right. team didn't do anything, she was like, oh, man. I don't think this YouTube video was going to do anything. She didn't maliciously put that out there because she was trying to ruin her reputation or the dream or whatever. She was simply being a YouTuber and she don't, she's not happy as she did it, but that's kind of what YouTubers do is they talk about situations that occur. Right.
2: Where you have some YouTubers that create stuff like that for views negatively. And, sees, and, and they're YouTubers. and It's documented. There are a lot of YouTubers that do it. And it comes back to bite them in the butt. Now, he also mentioned, and we're only, a, we're only, what, a minute and 14 seconds into the video. The Atlanta Dream were aware of this. This happened during the All-Star break. They were aware of it and took no action. Yet, yeah. Kennedy Carter mental CONDUCT TO THE TEAM. THAT'S A DOUBLE STANDARD.
5: RIGHT. SO THAT'S uh, KIND OF WHERE SHE WAS AT WITH IT. SO OVER THE LAST TWO HOURS OR SO, THE NEXT HOOPS had BROKEN A STORY ABOUT THE DREAM NOT WANTING TO RESIGN CRYSTAL OR COURTNEY um, IN THE UPCOMING FREE AGENCY. WE KNOW BOTH OF THEM ARE UNRESTRICTED FREE AGENTS. SO THEY HAVE THE POWER TO SIGN REALLY ANYWHERE THAT THEY uh, WANT TO GO IN THE offseason. YES, THEY DO. SO CAN YOU, ONE, CONFIRM WHETHER OR NOT YOU'VE SPOKEN TO ANYONE FROM THE DREAM ORGANIZATION um, in the past week and two um just break down what's gonna happen in pre-agency.
4: I did um I I actually did um I spoke to them. Um I I I talked to them um and they told me that you know they didn't want to bring both back. Okay. So I said okay and they told me that you wouldn't be we wouldn't be making a statement because this is
2: something that kind of happened a long time ago or whatever, so we won't be making a statement, you know, it just was messed up about the video, and I... That's bullshit. See, like, right there, excuse me. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's what I'm talking about. Now, I mean, the, the ship is starting to list. We need to get it back to port and these repairs. Like, a, as an organization, you 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 are aware of this, and you don't even make a statement. I, I, I don't get...
4: Just so you guys know, she took the video down. I spoke he did. to Courtney. Courtney understands the severity of the video because when I when I heard the video, when I heard the video, I was asleep when I got the calls about the video. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. I was asleep when I got the call about the video. So um, I just woke up and I called her like, yo, like that, that probably ain't something you should talk about. But in Courtney's mind, I'm just letting you know where she was at. Mm-hmm. In Absolutely. Courtney's mind, She's thinking it's something that we got away from. You understand what I'm saying? Right. She got oh, we got like they didn't do anything. It was nothing really. It swept under the rug. So I can speak about it now. If she would have got discipline, so for me, I just don't like. Yes, it was an unfortunate situation, it puts me in a tough place as an agent representing both clients. I understand. Right, that. absolutely. Um it, and it, it's messed up and, and and my clients were wrong. From a standpoint of fighting and a so just, club, right? That video, all of that stuff. Because I speak to them, and I would always recommend trying to get out of a situation with no violence as much as possible. And but I understand things happen, but you know I would always recommend um, trying to get out the right way. I do
5: want to pivot the conversation quickly to Crystal Bradford um, being yeah. that the fans
2: here. Real quick, this is just random, but can we point out that Lexi Brown and Christina Williams kind of have the similar face features? Maybe is it maybe just me? I'm they sorry. We want
5: to know about Crystal in this situation, who was kind of caught in the crossfire of the altercation. Yep. We see in the video she comes out of the club to help defend Courtney, who you know was being attacked by you know a group of women. Um, so can you just tell us what was the conversation?
2: Great tag team partner. I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, she came out swinging.
5: Like in terms of speaking with uh, speaking about Crystal with the Dream Organization.
4: It wasn't really a conversation um they just kind of was like we gotta let courtney and crystal go whatever like that but let, let me explain something crystal is i feel the most bad for crystal right now um from a standpoint of me and crystal got together from our agency and we worked to get to this point to get her to the league crystal has been doing great great person great for her brand great with the organization and an unfortunate situation occurs where she is trying to help her teammate who is being attacked. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's a very unfortunate situation. So I hope that team see that and and actually talk to her, like understand that she's not no villain or anything that people is trying to make it seem.
2: Time out. Time out. Nobody's making them villains. Not me. What I'm simply just saying is be – just be smarter with your decision making. I'm pretty sure if the Los Angeles Sparks, right, random team brought in Kennedy, not Kennedy, Courtney, and said, hey, listen, you know, whatever happened in Atlanta, you, you that, that's got to be checked at the door. Okay. We we there we 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 signed you here because we know the talent that you have we expect you to just be a veteran a locker room leader we don't need any drama where it like what happened in Atlanta because again when you look at the video and we look at what's been going on in Atlanta it's egg on everyone's face it's egg it's it's just dysfunctional and it's just egg on everybody's face that's not needed. The Atlanta Dream did this to save face. But the Atlanta Dream aren't getting it passed either because you've let this nonsense slide for now going five, on well, five months. Ridiculous.
4: She simply was doing what any of us would have done.
2: I agree with mm-hmm.
4: that. And and as far as the free agency thing that you brought up, they told me they wouldn't make a statement. That's the only reason I'm talking about it because I'm their agent. Right. They uh, they, they like the free agent thing. Um, they they told me they wouldn't announce because it was it was just kind of like let's make them look bad right now because we got so much crazy things going on with our organization. Uh, putting them two as scapegoats will be good right now. You know what I'm mm. saying? Which I thought that was wrong on the Dream Organization of something that you've been knew about that resurfaced. I felt like you didn't have to put out that you didn't want to resign them as free agents because they're free agents. Okay. They really can go anywhere. you sweep sweeping under the rug once. Why not sweep it under the rug again? So I just to the- be
5: clear, because uh, I see comments saying that's messed up for Crystal. just want to be clear. It is. Courtney Williams and Crystal Bradford are both free agents. They have already uh, fulfilled their obligations with the Atlanta Dream for this season. And they're unrestricted free agents, meaning they can sign and negotiate with any, any team that they want to right now. Uh, The the report that came out of the next hoops, which Marcus confirmed, he had a a conversation with the Atlanta Dream organization, and they did say that they will not be bringing back Bradford and Williams to the Atlanta Dream next season. So that is confirmed. Um, Marcus here is the CEO of the FAM Sports Agency, um, and he represents both Crystal and Courtney as well. Um,
2: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know what? This, this this is this is getting this is ridiculous this is embarrassing um and 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 i'm glad to say the last i, I mean i'm so congratulate the, the the WNBA's rookie class for the rookie all rookie team this year but i must say that for the next episode because i i just i i i'm disgusted I, I really am not more more as a as a as a basketball fan or just to see that this is what I mean, this is what it's really this it's gotten this bad. This is getting this this is really this is lets me know again a failed leadership, a lack of accountability, and nobody. And that organization is sitting there saying, I'll take responsibility. Your part owner is pretty much sweeping this under this all this under the rug. Bullshit. The team doesn't want to make a statement as their agent said because they were aware of this months ago and swept that under the and swept it under the rug then and pretty much are, are painting them again as bad guys. Again, I have told you there's nothing wrong with defending yourself. I respect Crystal Bradford for doing that. But again, to throw them under the bus, not once, one, see, no. here's the thing you've kind of, you, you kind of did, you should have given them some type of punishment when it first leaked, but instead you swept it on the rug. Now that when people talk about it on Twitter and Instagram and we're all sitting here going, wow, look at the Kenny Carter situation, then you're going to scapegoat them and make yourself look and try to clean and and save face. Bullshit. It's ridiculous. Courtney Williams will be on another team. I just, again, whoever is interested in her they're gonna have a conversation with her and say, hey, listen, whatever happened in Atlanta, whatever happened in Connecticut, listen, we we we're not tolerating that. You gotta check that at the door. We're signed, we, we we are interested in signing you because you are an all-star talent. We know what you can bring to a WNBA team, particularly a championship caliber team. We're not here for, for, for foolishness. We're here with one common goal. Win basketball games, win a championship. Plain and simple. Crystal Bradford, I think out of the whole situation, because, again, I feel like she had a decent year. And this may affect her money a little bit more. So I'm curious to see where it's going to happen with her. But at the end of the day, this has gotten disgusting. This is embarrassing. The Atlanta dream should be a of themselves. Renee Montgomery as a part owner to sit there with those tweets and sweep this under the rug and act like it's no big deal. Let's move on from it. Let's see. Let's want the same energy when we talk good about the team. I agree with it. But when you don't address that as a part owner, what does that say? Relationship with oh children. my God! I'm 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 done. I, I really am. Um. I I, I I I you know what? Let me end it off on a good note. Uh, congratulations to the 2021 um, class, WNBA rookies. Um. <laughs> This this was this, again this was a really really tough again um, in terms of there this this draft class was just this was just nobody stood it was really hard nobody really stood out um, you know they even had some on Twitter they even talked like Sabrina Escal should have got Rookie of the Year like are you serious with that no disrespect to Sabrina but come on now. Um, Oh my gosh! Where, where's it at? I'm trying to find find it real quick. Thank you. So, who was named? Uh, it was Aaron McDonald. That was name on the list: Dee Dee Richards, Charlie Collier, Collier, Dana Evans, and Michelle Michella Um Again, that draft class definitely struggled. Um, I, mean, I don't think Charlie really got. I don't feel like she didn't get the opportunities that I think she should have gotten. Um, the fourth overall pick in Kaiser. Second half of the season is on. Still, it took her personal leave. Um, just, just class. I, I don't know if it was just again lack of preparation. I don't know if COVID played a factor. I I, I don't know. And I mean, congratulations to those to, to the to those girls. I mean, Dana Evans is, you know, doing her thing, contributing to Chicago. And um Michelle, you know, is you know, for sure, could, um was well-deserved rookie of the year. She played more minutes than anyone in her class. Um, she contributed very well with New York Liberty. Uh, DD Richards as well. Um, can't can't. Can't forget about her. Um, Ari McDonald, uh, again, I, you know, I'm hoping the relationship with Kennedy can be salvaged because that backcourt with her and Ari could be something special in Atlanta. So um, congratulations to those girls. well uh, Well-deserved. I'm, I'm sorry y'all. I'm, 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 I'm pissed. I'm tired. And just the fact that this is what is, this is, this situation has really gotten out of hand. It, it really, it really, really has. And now we gotta sit here and ask ourselves, how are you going to salvage the relationship with Kennedy Carter as an organization? I cannot wait to see what they're going to do with that. But with that, in closing, accountability and thinking of the consequences when we make choices in life. That's it. That being said, I'm going to go to bed. I'll have a good night. Episode, I don't know what episode is this. 15, will probably we'll go up most likely Friday. I'm hoping to have Nick Rosario on there with me. Um. Again, my guarantees, I've already made them, but once again, I'll see you all Friday. And just again, real quick, if I was a free agent and they said, hey, the Atlanta Dream said, are you interested in signing? We want to sign you i tell him i'm not interested
0: guarantee
2: i'm gonna leave it at that y'all have a good night peace stay up
1: First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. <laughs>
0: Oh, thank you.